Tēnā mai, hāri mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Kia mō tōno mai koutou katoa, coming up on the programme today. We are ready to welcome the world back, that's the Prime Minister on the border reopening plan. Ardern has announced they'll reopen at 11.59pm, 12th of April, we discussed that. Also today, stories are emerging of people offering to help in whatever way they can amidst the UK in crisis. Simon Evans booked a flight to Poland, got a motel 40 miles from the Ukraine border and started helping drive people across the border. Simon is with us to discuss his story. Also, public transport advocates, they are encouraged by the news this week of half-price public transport uh, for three months, saying it needs to be permanent. But will more people want to use it? Also today, one advocate in Christchurch says, look, we go on about praising our supermarket workers in these tough times. Well, in that case, why don't we pay them more? We talk about that. And it's called the three-minute rule. The three-minute rule is the scientific way to tackle your most hated chores. So what is your most hated chore? You can text us on 2101. I'll start. Dusting. Can't stand it. Let me know what yours is. Uh, With me this afternoon, Anna Dean, brand and business consultant, dialing in from the incredible uh, Golden Bay. Anna, kia ora. Uh, good afternoon, Willis. Very nice to have you on the program. Just, yeah, very nice to be here. I've just been sitting outside getting sunburnt. It's a glorious day here. Of course, you have. You, you live. You live on the beach, don't you? That's right. That's right. You, yes. you, or you do live on the beach, just over the road from the beach. Yes, in Polhara, oh, which is uh, my yeah, goodness. very lovely. My mm. goodness. Uh, no dusting done at your place. Also with us is Mark Knopf Thomas, the Chief Executive of the New Market Business Association. Association. Mark, welcome to you too. Tēnā korua. How are you, Wallace? Hi. Very Hi, well. Yeah, very Hi, well. Mark. Right. Okay, now it is time for time for the dear panel. It's every Wednesday we do this, uh, and uh, a couple of uh, emails came our way. Here's the first one. Uh, so this is for you, Anna and Mark. Help uh, me respond to this. This email is on behalf of a friend. We got talking about her newish boyfriend, all going fine, but is a little taken aback by his uh, collection. Everyone has a collection, but his passion is teddy bears. No, he's not a royal and he's not a prince. So um, I've written this down, this person says, uh, a Stiff Whitney teddy for around $700 also has a Stiff teddy clown 1906 replica teddy bear for nearly $2,000. There are several of these in New Zealand. Some of these bears, he said, can reach the tens of thousands and is akin to watch collecting. And I'm wondering, is this weird or is this weird? Or are people entitled to collect what they want? Anonymous in Auckland. Let's uh, go with you first, Anna. Teddy bear collection, they are quite rare. What would you say? Mm. My first question would be, where are they stored? And, um, I mean, I kind of instantly just imagine these all over the bedroom, which would be weird. I have no problem with being a collector. Um, Collecting is a fantastic thing. I actually have to admit, I have a collection of um, those old retro um, coat hangers that have been hand-knitted and that you find in op shops. I've got probably close to... I know. (laughs) Close to... 50 of those, but I like the way that my clothes hang on them. And, why, do you, why do you, hang on, hang on, why do you click those? Because they, they, they're really great for your clothes. They, they, they um, hold them nicely. There's lots of extra support. None of these yucky wire. That's, 
in things. That's, 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 not a, that's not a collection. That's just rubbish. <laughs> you should see how they're Isn't arranged. It? They're all colour combinations and things. So, can, no, I have you, no can problem you, with it. Can you send me a picture of that, please? I can. I will. I will send you a picture all right. of that, sure. Okay, yes. Mark. <laughs> Probably not, probably not so unusual for you. If there's one person on the panel who I thought would be a TDB collector, it would be Mark Knopf Thomas. Well, actually, I still have my original TDB <laughs> <There we go. laughs> pile. Right? It's probably stuffed in a bag somewhere in a cupboard in the in the garage. Um, I don't. It's not weird because you know, obviously, it's quite a quite a sound investment, and uh, it's making some money out of it, or will make some money out of it when he realizes the value of all the. The teddy bears. It would be weird though if it was impacting on their lives to the point that it was just yeah. um, an obsession. So, if there were teddy bears all throughout the house or apartment, and if there were if they were going to teddy bear things constantly every weekend, every night of the week, going to teddy bear committee meetings, that'd be weird. But as a hobby, and it sounds like he made some wise investments. Uh Someone's just texted me. Don't my girlfriend sold her teddy bear antique collection for a fortune? Don't mock it. Uh, so along the, yeah, along the lines of what you're saying, Mark, uh, don't mock it. Uh, but I guess uh, and I, you're completely. I've been teasing a bit about your collection, but on a real note, there, um, if they were on the <laughs> if they were on the end of the bed, then you think about it. But they're not. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming. it's all about. Yeah. It. Where they're stored and how they're displayed that that would be that would be my my question and um, obviously making good investment um, and that's not all, only the reason that people collect things as well they can just have a genuine love Absolutely. for these objects around them and, in their lives and that's 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 can be celebrated yeah how 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 much is your coat hanger collection worth <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's priceless. I'd have to say it's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless. Um, Yeah, probably $10. (laughs) Second, second, thank you. uh, And Anonymous in Auckland, I hope you got uh, some mileage from that or got some some answers. Now, Mark asks this, and I want the uh, listeners uh, to jump in on this one as well. I'm nervous about asking someone on a first evening date. Any suggestions? Nothing too heavy, just a little bit of fun without being too much fun. Am I even making sense? It's been a while, asks Mark. So I thought about this and I thought, mm, I want to help Mark. Uh, so let me just jump in on this one. Okay, first evening date, suggestion, nothing too heavy, a little bit of fun. What about this? What about take this person to Snow Planet? That's heavy. And also, can I just, can I just say, this is not me. Not about me here, by the way. This Mark is a different Mark to me. Does yeah, everyone understand? Yeah. Why, um, why, why Snow- is Snow Planet heavy? It's quite a physical activity. And what if the people aren't, they don't like skiing, don't like the cold? I'd be thinking like ice cream at the beach, something like that. So you've got, you've got reasons to get away if you have to, or you can stay and wander around if, if it's going well. I like it. I like it. Mm. Uh, you've got that movement. You've got that sort of ice cream. An evening thing, though, Mark? Is that a little bit... Um, uh, could become a drink, could become dinner, yes, or, it could become, yes. or it could become an Uber home pretty quickly. Okay, so you got, got options. All right, Anna. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, 
I was very impressed. A, um, a, a young woman came in and uh, asked my little brother on a date recently, and, and she did the same, actually. She asked uh, him to meet her at the beach, and the reason that he knew that she had um, serious intentions was she bought a candle that she lit um, for extra romance, and I thought that was so sweet, but possibly a little bit too heavy, but uh, he, he was into it, and now they're in a relationship. So Aww. good luck. Good luck to that person out there. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it, it can. I think a beach is a lovely location to uh, oh, nice yeah. walk. Yeah. Okay, that's a lovely, lovely uh, suggestion, both of you there. Okay, so uh, it's 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 an evening date. It's it's a beach. It's a gelato. It's a gelato by the beach. Uh, an evening walk, uh, and it's nothing too heavy. Uh, Non-alcoholic, <laughs> uh, but you can go to a bar. If it doesn't work, take a cab home. Very, very good indeed. Um, a couple of people are very angry with me, Jennifer, as one example, about really mocking your uh, coat hanger collection. As usual, Wallace, demonstrating Dolly your good. ignorance. Uh, knitted coat hangers. <laughs> Not laughing okay. at this. Knitted coat hangers can look striking, funky, and interesting. Be careful what you mock. I am sorry, Anna, about well, that. Oh, uh, well absolutely. So send me that picture. I want to be involved in um, appreciating your uh, coat hanger collection. Um, now, what is the time? It's uh, it is six to f- six to four. Keep those uh, suggestions coming of uh, where Mark can go on his first evening date. We had a lot of poems last week because Connor English um, wrote a poem, and I just want to sort of while I have the chance, sixty seconds. I want to read this one up by Sandy because I love it. Cold covert comfort. Speaking of beaches, walking along beaches, wind whipped masked ladies clasp cardboard coffee on a cold covert day. Kite surfers soar on dancing white capped waves, tastes freedom, no restrictions, far apart, no masks, breath blows away. A shock of grasses, not in shake, an audience of confusion in a tumbling world. The peace of silence, the calm of evening, brings a pause from this uproar before another day, the same or more. Observations from Snell's Beach during the pandemic. Sandy, I love it. Thank you for our poem. It's time for I've Been Thinking. Anna Dean, take it away. I just have been thinking about the fact, and I just wanted to do a bit of a shout out really to all of those who live alone uh, during this Omicron outbreak time. I've been reflecting on how, uh, as someone who lives by myself, um, during the first lockdowns, lots of people were in the same boat and everybody was kind of checking in on those who were living by themselves. It can be quite isolating at this time. I'm more able to avoid small children. I don't have any children heading off to school or anything like that. And I just thought it's important to remember um, those in the community who are living by themselves at this time, maybe just check in, particularly on our older people who are probably feeling pretty, pretty worried about heading to the supermarket and things like that. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's a strange, strange time. And I just wanted to, to recognize those people who are by themselves. Kia ora, very good uh, comment. How how have you you found it hard? Um, I just it's just slightly um, boring this time round because people yep. aren't uh, don't you know it's kind of this we're in this weird limbo where you can socialise and see people, but family groups are kind of tending to stick to themselves. People aren't going out to restaurants as much. 
going to meetings, there's all this, um, you know, kind of tension around potentially wearing a mask indoors or not or things like that. And yeah, it just um, it just seems a little bit more eerie, I guess, given the the situation happening around the world. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tricky time for people, and um, we're all we're all in it together. And it's just kind of about remind remembering that. And um, yeah, I I uh, it's I mean the weather's incredible, which is fantastic. But it's um it's a strange time to be heading into winter, and um, this change of seasons always always right. uh, yeah. Nice, Anna. Mark North Thomas, I've been thinking. So it's probably following on from that, taking looking into the future a bit. So we know it's pretty fantastic that we're starting to see um, New Zealand open up to the world very soon as the Prime Minister announced today. And I guess a lot of us will be reigniting some long-held travel plans that um, we've had been harbouring for a couple of years. But I think... Um, I think we're on the cusp, though, of a massive brain drain, like we saw in the early 2000s when everyone takes off to Australia. I think we're going to see floods of New Zealanders moving to higher paid jobs in Australia. And I think we're going to see a mass exodus of young OEs, like young people who haven't been able to do their OE for the last couple of years, who will probably up sticks and leave and head to the Northern Hemisphere, as has been sort of the, the Kiwi rite of passage since you know, Adam was a cowboy. Um, and I think it really poses some difficult challenges for, for us as a country and for the economy. And, you know, according to MSD at the moment, our unemployment rate's sitting at around 3.2%, more or less. And I, I'm sort of predicting there's going to be huge pressure on wages and uh, even more upwards pressure on the cost of living. So I think we need to sort of, you know, uh, batten down the hatches and, and sort of uh, be mindful that there could be some choppy waters ahead for us as a country, because I think there's a lot of things are out of whack. The world's in a weird, in a weird space. And although um, we're coming out of a couple of years of, of weirdness ourselves, it's still going to be quite challenging. Why don't we just keep, right. why don't we just keep the world out? Why don't, we go, why don't we keep Fortress NZ, Mark? Uh, just for just for another to... just for another six months until this whole um, Omicron thing's over. Uh, we'll see. Will it be over? I think it's always going to be a low hum of Omicron or something like it hovering away in the background, right? So, I think we just have to, you know, make some educated uh, right. decisions really and go for Speaking it. Speaking of coat hangers, more on coat hangers. Keeping my grandmother's crochet coat hangers is a daily reminder of her even twenty years since she passed away. Loving your company this afternoon, Anna Dean and Mark Toff Thomas with us. Stay with me, the panel, RNZ National 4 to 5, right here.